Hello, my name is Marshall. I'm an alcoholic. Marshall. Hi, Zoomers. Um, from Long Beach, good little drive up here. Um, outside, someone told me I looked like I'm from Long Beach. And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, what does that mean? Um, I'm an alcoholic. I'm in an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. I know what's wrong with me and I know what to do about it. And that's some shit right there, you know? Um, from as long as I can remember, it was always, you know, what's wrong with Marshall, you know? <laughs> and like, I'd get in trouble. They'd throw me in front of the whoever it was. And nobody ever knew what was wrong with me, you know? And then I get older and I start getting arrested and they have me in front of the judge and, you know, they're like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I don't fucking know, <laughs> you know? And, uh, you know, they arrest me, zip tie me, throw me in the back of a paddy wagon and, I'd sit in the jail for a few days or whatever, and nobody ever knew what was wrong with me, you know? And then I come to Alcoholics Anonymous, and you guys know exactly what's wrong with me. It was like this crazy thing happened. And, uh, you know, my buddy Mark's like, dude, just sit down, shut up. You're a drug addict and an alcoholic. Just wait till the meeting's over, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and, I, and I never... I didn't know what was going on, you know? I drink and use and I do it even if I don't wanna do it. I drink even when all the evidence and all the, every, every thing, reason there is for not drinking is there, I still drink. You know, I, I go out with some friends, I convince my buddies to, to, uh, you know, have me out with them. I'm like, you know, I call them up. They're like, yeah, we're, you know, we're going out tonight. And I'm like, cool. And they're like, you can come, dude, just come, but don't get high and don't be, don't, maybe just don't drink tonight, you know? And I'm high on the phone with them, telling them that I don't get high and I'm not gonna drink, you know? And then I get to the bar and I'm like, oh yeah, I quit drinking today. And they're like, okay, cool. You know, and the waitress goes around the, the table, she gets everyone's drink. And, you know, Tyler orders a margarita, Reggie orders a Budweiser or whatever. And they get to me and I'll just have a water because I quit drinking, you know? And she's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> and then keeps walking. 20 minutes later, the, you know, everybody finishes their drinks, she comes back around. And, uh, you know, same thing, margarita, blah, 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 gets to me. I'm just gonna have a water, you know? <laughs> 20 minutes later comes by, you know, she comes back by and Reggie leans over to me and he goes, Marshall, why don't you just have like one drink? You know? And I'm like, yeah, why don't I just have one drink? That makes sense, <laughs> you know? 
See, I'm, I'm watching them drink, thinking that alcohol is having the same effect on them and it's not because I'm alcoholic and they're not, right? So I'm trying to relate this experience that isn't the same thing. I take a drink, they take however many drinks, they go home, go to sleep and go to work the next day. I'm walking around my neighborhood at five o'clock in the morning, still drunk with a pit bull, like getting into some shit, you know what I mean? And uh, I have no defense against that. I'll do that even when I don't wanna do it. I can't, con it, I buy the lie every single time that this time it's gonna be different and I'll prove to you why it's gonna be different. And if it isn't different, I'll prove to you why if I really just wanted to quit drinking, I'd quit, but I'll quit tomorrow. And I really don't wanna quit drinking today because I don't really want to, you know? And I do that, I pass through the, you know, I do that until I pass through the gates of insanity and, you know, basically death. Um, when I got to Alcoholics Anonymous, my sobriety date's March 12, 2010. Uh, I hadn't really done much in the last, <laughs> that previous year, you know. Um, I spent a lot of time in my house. Uh, like getting a bag of dog food and like my haircut was like a successful week, you know. And, uh, and, uh, Basically, I was convinced that I was gonna I was gonna watch the Winter Olympics in two. It was 2010, the Winter Olympics. I was like, I can make it through. You know, I could just call. I owned a little business. I'm like, I can. I've got it running. I don't have to really show up. So they can run it for a little bit. I'll just sit at home for like 30 days and get this shit out of my system. You know, and that lasts about you know, five hours or whatever. And then, you know what I mean? I'm making the call and I'm meeting with the guy, you know? And if you would have hooked me up to a lie detector test, that morning I was convinced that I was gonna just, I had the willpower to do this. I was gonna do this. You know, I've done some shit in my life. I can do this. And I change my mind every single time. And I'm being talked to by a disease that tells me that I don't have it, you know? And it's this weird point of insanity where like, there's nothing, I got no shot, you know? There's no way, like, there's no way to get from there to where sobriety is for me. You know, I, cause I've been, I've been sober before. You know, for me, sobriety is you eat a couple Xanax, you take a, half a methadone and you go sit in a meeting, you know? And, uh, and then when the meeting's over, you have like one beer, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's sobriety, you know? And, uh, and I just couldn't even do that anymore, you know? I just couldn't even do that. And uh, this little tiny sliver of like a, clarity came into my brain and it was Marshall you're going to do this no matter what and there's nothing you can do about it and uh you know one of my favorite speakers Chuck Chamberlain he talks about this thing called surrender and I experienced surrender at a level where it you know looking back on it it's pretty awesome but at the time all I did was make a phone call to a guy that was sober and I asked him what to do 
And he said, go to treatment. And I said, okay. And that's what surrender was for me. And I got to the treatment center, right? And the guy standing up at the front of the room said that he prayed in the morning. So what did I start doing? I started praying. And these little things start to happen in my life. You know, for the first six months of sobriety, I could barely sit in a meeting. I was, I was so like raw and sick, like you describing the social anxiety. Like I felt like I was talking to people, like you guys knew how to talk to each other. How the fuck am I supposed to talk? You know what I mean? My hands were sweaty and I just sat in the back of the room and I stared at the floor, you know? And, uh, and I, you know, I talked to my sponsor a lot. I asked him what to do. He said, you should pray and meditate. You know, it was never like, oh, it's going to get better. He's like, dude, pray and meditate and read the big book. And that's what I did, you know? And, uh, we started doing some steps and I had an experience in the ninth step that, you just can't, like I had a full, I bought Alcoholics Anonymous full blown, no questions asked. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, today I, I came home from the, I was at a meeting at seven o'clock in the morning, you know, and I'm at a meeting at seven o'clock tonight. Um, <laughs> and I came home and my wife, um, had our little two and a half year old daughter dressed in this like we went up to solving like six months ago and bought this like saint paulie's girl outfit thing right <laughs> and i walk into my house this morning after being in an aa meeting and my daughter is dressed as basically saint paulie's girl. and it's like i'm looking at her and they're laughing and i'm laughing and it's like dude how the fuck do you get from there to here and it's with Alcoholics Anonymous the more I give to AA the more I get back I love you guys thanks